0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Your family, as we ponder our day's meditation, keep in the back of your mind the words of Jeremiah. Perhaps they will listen and turn back, each from his evil way, so that I may repent of the evil I have planned to inflict upon them for their evil deeds. Those words of Jeremiah apply to our world today, they apply to the world always. It never seems to be the case, though, that the many turn back from their evil ways and cataclysms result. We've seen over the last hundred years cataclysm after cataclysm after cataclysm, hundreds of millions of people dead at the hands of sinful men. That is not saying a word about abortion, which itself is the greatest abomination and scourge upon this earth. Perhaps they will turn back from their evil ways. Don't count on it, they never do. And the faithful usually end up paying the price. Well, dear to family, today on this feast day of one of my top five heroes of all time, St. Ignatius, of Loyola founder of the Jesuits, a highly educated order that once was a bastion of truth. On this day, let us realize that there's not enough time this day to even go into how far Many in that order have fallen away from the truth. Unfortunately, for you, dear family, I don't have to go into it because it is so obvious in some of the leaders. So instead, let us, let us just be reaffirmed in truth so that we may courageously stand up and speak out for the truth whenever, whenever we hear from whomever, Truth is not spoken. Just for joy purposes, here are some fun facts. The word true is mentioned in the Bible 130 time, 132 times in the Bible, 23 times in the Gospels, of which 20 of the times are in the Gospel of John. And the word truth is mentioned 168 times in the Bible, 29 times in the Gospel, of which 26 of the times are in the Gospel of John. Like John 1, 9, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And like John three twenty nine, and this is the verdict, that the light came into the world. That, that, sorry, that's John 19 through 21. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world But people preferred darkness to light. Nothing nothing has changed since then. Human nature is what human nature is. Human nature doesn't change. Nothing has changed from when St. John, the beloved apostle, wrote this. People preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light. So that his works might not be exposed, but whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. And then there's John fourteen six, when at the last supper, Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Is that true? Jesus just gets done saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Is that true? Is it the truth? Of course. Well, then, is it true when the very next sentence, the very next words out of his mouth said, no one comes to the Father except through me? Is that true? Well, Jesus said it. Or as we like to say, it is the gospel truth. So do not not be misled by anyone who dares to suggest Jesus is just the privileged way to heaven, to our Father. No, Jesus is the only way. He said it, not me. And then there's that brilliant teaching from Jesus, holding fast to him who is truth. From John 15, 1 through 6. I am the true vine, true vine. There's a lot, of, listen to your family, there's a lot of vines out there. A lot of them. What one's the true one? Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus. I am the true vine, he said. And my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Do you see that? Look at that sentence. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. That means there are some branches in Jesus that claim to be in Jesus that do not bear fruit. Well, you know why? Well, he's about to say. But get, get, just get that. Look at the profoundness of what Jesus just said. He takes away every branch in me. So there's a lot of branches in Jesus that aren't bearing fruit. And he continues, everyone that he does that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. There's so a lot of branches claiming to be from Jesus. There's one and only one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Jesus continues telling the apostles, this is all at the Last Supper. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine. Remember, not all the branches are going (laughs) to remain on the vine because he just got done saying that the father is going to get rid of the ones. He'll take away every branch that doesn't bear fruit. It says, just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. Again, there is one and only one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Look what the gospel of Jesus, the very words of Jesus just said. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Of course, when the Jews walked away in John chapter 6, well, they're gone. Who else walked away and denied the Holy Eucharist? They're gone. Oh, Lord, Lord, I did great things in your name. Eh, Sorry. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. Without me and my real presence, you do not have life within you. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. Didn't we just go through this like six times yesterday when Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like, and they usually end with the story about they're going to be gathered up and thrown, thrown into the fire. They're scary teaching from Jesus again in a whole separate spot about being thrown into the eternal fires. If you don't remain in him, you don't stay attached to the vine. And finally, remember just for today, not going through all 132 and 168 times, not going through them all. That's 300, I think. If I had. Yeah, 300 times. Not going through them all, but one more. Finally, remember from John 18, 37 to 38. Remember John 14 and 15, already at the Last Supper. By the time you get 18, where are you? The trial, the passion of Jesus I remember John 18, 37-38, that cataclysmic exchange between Jesus and Pilate regarding Jesus' heavenly view versus the civil government's earthly view. Look at the difference between Jesus' heavenly view and Pilate's temporal civil government earthly view. Jesus answered Pilate, for this, I was born, and for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And remember, what, remember, remember what comes next. Pilate said to Jesus, what is truth? of course we already know because we just got done hearing i am the way the truth and the life there's your answer pilot there's your answer every civil government every secular government well, let's put all this truth compilation into our lives of faith let us put it all in today's context of the world in which we live truth dear family is a 9 to 0 vote That is to say, when it comes to truth, the Supreme Court of the United States should be nine to nothing, should be a nine to zero vote. In contrast, political games and ideology are a five-four opinion. When it comes to our constitutional freedoms, truth is a nine to nothing vote. That's the reason for a constitution in the first place. Thus, any infringement on our constitutional freedoms, the first of which is freedom of religion, any infringement on that is a five to four opinion. That's the foundation of our Constitution. That's been the foundation for our religious freedom for, if my math is right, 231 years. In Wisconsin, there are only seven Wisconsin Supreme Court justices. So truth should be a seven to nothing vote. Politics, as we know, we have four to three votes. With all that in mind, dear family, Jesus is the truth. Don't ask, what is the truth? Like Pilate did. That's not a good question to be asking. If we seek and we'll find, we'll know what the truth is. We don't just sit around like Pilate and say, well, what is the truth? Oh, it is the truth. With all that in mind, dear family, let us comprehend the scope of something that happened just yesterday. I've been able to discern any particulars I tried last night, had to give it up at about 11 p.m. But an opinion was issued that may affect our life here in the parish. So because it may affect our life in the parish, I'm compelled, as the shepherd of you, my family, to address it now. Now you surely remember the bitter contest in April of this year regarding the one contested seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And on that day, the seat was flipped politically from a conservative politician to a liberal politician. Oh, they claim politics don't impact upon justices. They're supposed to be apolitical. They're supposed to simply interpret the Constitution without political ideologies impacting upon it. What fool out there thinks that's the case? That ideology doesn't enter into it. If there wasn't differences in ideology, you wouldn't have the different political parties supporting this justice or the other. Well, on that day, the seat was flipped politically from a conservative to a liberal. And the change of political ideology takes effect tomorrow. Saturday, August 1st. 2020 at like 12:01 a.m. What well, seems that yesterday, Wednesday, the Democrat governor of Wisconsin issued a new executive order. Remember how his last attempt at controlling the people, with an illegal extension on his stay-at-home order, was shot down by the Wisconsin Supreme Court on a narrow four-to-three vote. So Evers bided his time until yesterday, when he issued a new order, which, if I, if I understood it correctly, listen closely now, will not take effect until 12.01 a.m. on August 1st, the very day the new liberal justice takes office, a day when flipping what was a four to three majority against government overreach to what very well may, may be now a four to three majority For his overreach. Remember, dear family, truth in Wisconsin is a seven to nothing vote. Politics is four to three. With the national election in November looming, we ought to thank Evers for making this crystal clear and pointing out why the next election is so important for our religious freedom is at stake. Because what seems to have happened now in this order The governor has extended his reach into, inside, the four walls of this parish. It seems that the new order may require everyone here to wear a face mask during the holy sacrifice of the mass. How are we supposed to sing? How are we supposed to respond in the liturgical dialogue How's that supposed to happen when our faces are muffled and covered with masks? As you know, dear family, that always has been your choice—to wear a mask or not wear a mask. It's your body. It's your choice. It's your faith. It's your choice. It's your religion. It's your choice. Maybe Protestants don't care because you know their preacher does all the work. There isn't this dialogue. They do have a lot of singing. So they should care. And what I've always said, if you want to protect yourself from germs, if you think that works, go ahead and wear a mask. I can't. I'm not going to complain about it. But the objection that every Catholic should have, pursuant to the Constitution, which protects their religious freedom. Is that with limited exceptions, the authority of any civil government ends at the front door of the church. That is the separation of church and state. Don't come in here, Governor. Don't come in here, government. We have freedom of religion. And moreover, the civil government may not discriminate against the exercise of our faith like it did last time when a thousand people could pile into Walmart, but only nine people could come to church. We just didn't fight it, they've been emboldened. Now look where we find ourselves 1 Samuel 8, 1 Samuel 8, 1 Samuel 8. The people refused to listen. The people flatly refused to listen to Samuel's warning and said, no, 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 we must have a king over us. So Almighty God said to them, essentially, okay, you're going to get your king, but because you have forsaken me, the Lord, creator of heaven and earth, on that day when the king abuses you with his tyranny, you will cry out because of the king whom you have chosen, but quote, The Lord will not answer you on that day. In other words, our Lord God Almighty will say, I told you so. Your family, the problem we face today is a problem that has been simmering for decades now, as slowly but surely the Russian error our Blessed Mother warned us about in Fatima has permeated every aspect of our lives. The Russian error, godlessness, destruction of faith and family, took hold in a major way in the early 60s. I think it was 63 when they took prayer out of our public schools, the schools we pay for, our tax dollars, that's our school. They took out God. The Russian error. Why don't people see it? How can they not see that's the Russian error? Taking God out of everything, making us godless communists, inculcating us with socialism to be Bernie supporters. The Russian error is alive and well, and it's about to crash and burn so many of us. The many have forsaken God. They have forgotten that their hope is and only is in the name of the Lord. Wasn't that beautiful, that opening antiphon? The many have handed their freedom over to, to be abused by elitists in government who think they have a better idea for you than you who justify their exercise of authority on the ideology that they have a better idea for you about you. And so it goes. So it very well may be that starting tomorrow, you will be forced by the tyrant in Madison and his liberal cronies to wear a mask in here, in God's house. It's not the house. Tony Evers's name is not out there on the sign. God's name is. St. James, the Less Catholic church, it's God's church. The government authority ends at the front door of every Catholic church in this nation. Tomorrow you may be forced by the tyrant in Madison and his liberal cronies to wear a mask here in God's house, a house where he he lacks authority over our worship of the one true God. We cannot be surprised that he was emboldened to pull this stunt. On the very day when his three-four loss likely will become a three-four, a four-to-three victory, But make no mistake about it, dear family. Truth is nine to nothing on a national level, and truth is seven to nothing on a state level. And when the vote is five to four or four to three, and that vote takes away from our religious liberty and our freedom to worship as we see fit here in this church, occurs then we really do face a new world order, a new world ruled by tyrants who are unconstrained by truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.